Hey everyone, this is Hacker the Podcast. Hacker is a podcast by Queens Women in Computing, also known as Quick. We're a community for all women and minorities interested in pursuing careers in tech. In this podcast, we'll cover everything from tips on breaking into the tech industry to university life. You'll hear from industry professionals, academics, Quick Exec, and more. Today we have Emily Zhao and Victoria Wu, previous Queen students and Quick alum, here to talk about where they are now, how they got there, and advice for students and soon-to-be grads. Well, thanks again for doing this with us. We're really excited to get to know more about what you guys are up to. Obviously, we know you guys, but for everyone who's listening who doesn't, it would be great if we could start off with just a quick intro about who you are, what you're doing, um, what you studied at Queen's. Okay, I'll go ahead. So my name is Victoria, and I was at Queen's from 2016 to 2020. And while I was there, I studied computer science, and I got involved with Quick in my third year while I was at Queen's. And I just really loved the experience. I think all the girls I met through the exec were just awesome, and they really pushed me to like find my passions in the field. And so, yeah, I stayed involved with them throughout my third and fourth year. And I graduated in 2020, and then I started work as a software engineer at Microsoft in Seattle. And I did that for a couple of years, and I decided last summer that I wanted to go back to school um, just to do something a little different than the like software engineering work I'd been doing for the past couple of years. So I started my PhD this past fall at UBC. I don't have a clear research direction yet, but I know I'm working with machine learning and image processing right now. And so I've been really enjoying that. On the side, I'm still working like fully remote part-time with Microsoft. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. That's awesome. Then Emily, do you want to give an intro about YouTube? All right. So I went to Queens from 2018 to 2022. So I just graduated in April. And I actually was a part of Quick since second year, where I was an events and logistics rep with actually on the same team as Olivia um, in second year. And then uh, in my third year, I joined again as vice chair of relations. And that was super fun because it was a more like executive role and I got to like oversee more things. And then in my last year at Queens, I was a co-chair with Maya. And that was honestly such an incredible experience, just like to foster an environment for such a wonderful group of girls. And I think like Quick made my time at Queens so much better. I was able to meet a bunch of people, like-minded women, and kind of share experiences and go through things together, which was really great. And it actually helped me get my job. So back in second year, someone posted like a posting for the Google Step internship, and then I applied for it and I got it. So yeah, I I actually wouldn't be where I am now without Quick. So now I'm working as a software engineer at YouTube in San Francisco. And it's been great so far. I think like the move out of Kingston has been great. And yeah, I really have Quick to thank. I know. I feel like you can relate to a lot of that. I feel like Quick's just been so like integral to my university experience. I'm not sure I would make it through (laughs) without it. So I totally agree. So now we just want to ask kind of like what your day-to-day is now, what your position is, and kind of like what you do and how much that relates to what you did in your studies. Yeah, for sure. So since I'm I'm a software engineer at YouTube, my day-to-day responsibilities so far, since I've only been working for maybe three months in September, um, it's been a lot of ramping up and kind of getting accustomed to the tools we use at work and like the people and like our codes team our team's code base. So it's been a lot of onboarding, but it's in a lot of learning, which has been super fun. 
I honestly don't think that my studies help that much in what I do. Like right now I'm working as an iOS developer on the YouTube main app or the mobile app. And at Queens, I know there's not really much iOS development or mobile development for that matter. So it was all new stuff to me. But obviously the Queens courses did help, I guess, in the background. But yeah, so I think like my job now has been just a lot of learning, um, which has been really fun. And I guess my day to day would be, I didn't realize that work takes up so much of your time. It's like eight hours every single day, uh, like five days a week. Whereas when you're a student, you have so much more flexibility, especially like since uh, I went to school kind of during COVID. So that was a lot more flexibility and I really enjoyed that. But now it's like you're kind of forced to get up every every day and go into office. My job is hybrid. So I work in the office um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Mondays and Fridays we can work from home, which is pretty nice. And then, yeah, I think on the weekends I just kind of explore the city because I just moved here and hang out with friends and, yeah, try to find some trying to find some hobbies now that I'm an adult. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> I'm curious, like what, like how you're finding the hybrid model, because I know it's kind of like a weird challenge to be going into, like, with your first job trying to balance, do I want to work remote? Do I want to work in person or like try and find a mix of that? So how have you been finding that hybrid version? Yeah, for sure. I actually really enjoy the hybrid version just because since I just started, obviously, I would love to go into office and meet my coworkers and kind of interact with them in person day to day. So I like that everyone is forced to come in three days a week. So I have to see them. Um, and then I actually go into office. I go into office every day, even though it's not required. Um, I guess, one, there's free food. <laughs> and two, I don't even have a desk at home because I don't like working remotely. And I yeah. like the idea of getting up um, every morning and kind of going somewhere and doing work and then coming back rather than because I know like if I worked from home I would just I don't know lay in bed in between meetings and just procrastinate so I really like the flexibility it has and then it gives you the option to like work from other places as well so I've taken a few weekend trips where I leave like Thursday night and then come back Monday night or something and then I'll work uh, remotely on Mondays and Fridays so it's it's pretty nice and especially after if you have like a bad weekend and Monday, you just want to stay home, you can, but still work. Yeah. So I really like the hybrid aspect of it. And I think working in person is so much fun because I, I don't know, it's like the little things that you don't get over Zoom, like just like talking to your coworkers on your free time or like during lunch and yeah, just like getting to know them as people. So it like makes your job more fun and enjoyable. Totally. I feel like we're kind of getting that as students now too, because we've kind of had a mix of online in person and this is the first year where it feels like we're fully back in person and you don't realize like the little things of just like seeing people walking around and like sitting in your classes it makes a big difference so mm -hmm. yeah I'm glad you guys have that for your last year yeah, yeah. cool well Victoria do you want to tell us more about your day-to-day -day and kind of what you're working on right now too yeah sure um, so my day-to-day -day now is a bit different than um, someone working full-time. So right now I work part-time. So typically I'll wake up and I will work in the mornings. Um, so for Microsoft as a software engineer. And what that looks like is right now, like the role I'm in with two years of experience, it's a mix of like 
software dev work where I'm writing a lot of code myself. And recently, I've also gotten the opportunity to drive some projects end to end. Um, So what that looks like is it usually starts with like reading the requirements for a project we'll have. And then I'll brainstorm a bunch of ideas by myself. Um, And then I will host what's called like a design discussion with my team. So I'll just drag in other team members and we'll just brainstorm like what this idea can look like concretely when we'll implement it. Um, And then I'll go through with implementing the code and then lots and lots of testing and then slowly rolling that out to our users. Um, And so what that looks like, like compared to what we were doing in school, I would agree with Emily. It's quite a bit different. Um, I think a lot of the concepts you learn in classes at Queen's are being reused. So it's obviously nice that like we learned that. But I would say the concept of just the work environment is really different. I think when I was at Queen's, all of us, the assignments you work on, you like do them from scratch. It's a lot of working by yourself versus in the workforce, like you come into a team and there's like millions of lines of code that already exist. Mm -hmm. And everything you do builds off of that and everything is so collaborative. So I think that aspect is really different from school. Yeah, so that's like the working part of my day. Um, Afterwards, I'll usually go to campus in the afternoon. And then like, just like in undergrad right now, I have a couple classes that I'll attend. And then the rest of the time, I will just be doing some assignments and some readings um, for my classes. Yeah. Cool. And I just wanted to ask about how you guys like both moved away and if that was like something common for people in your year and how you've sort of found the move and starting a new life in a new place. Yeah, I would say for me, it wasn't super common for people to move like specifically out west after graduating. I think out of my year, there's maybe like four or five people from Queens who ended up in Seattle and then no one I was super close friends with. Um, so there are a couple of people I knew that I got to see, which was really nice. But in general, it was a very new environment for me. I also moved like in peak pandemic times like a couple of years ago. So that was also interesting. But I really loved it, um, like Seattle and even Vancouver now. I just love the change of pace. I spent my whole life like in Ottawa and then Kingston. So this is just something that's really different for me. And I just really enjoy, yeah, everything I've been able to explore and experience out here. I would definitely agree with Victoria. I'm also from Ottawa. (laughs) And like growing up in a suburb is so much different than, I guess, living in a city. So I moved to San Francisco back in September And I actually didn't really know anyone, like no one from Queens my year came, or at least that I know of. Um, And then I didn't have any friends out here. So it was pretty scary, honestly. It was just because I got a job here. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm moving to San Francisco. And then I remember arriving on my first day and I was like, why am I in a city where I don't know anyone? Like, what am I doing here? But yeah, so I was pretty nervous that I wasn't going to make any friends and life would suck. But it was actually a lot better than it seemed. So something about San Francisco in particular is there's a lot of like tech companies in the Bay Area, right? So a lot of students actually move here after they graduate. And there's a lot of new grads in the city to the point where it feels like you don't even meet any locals. Like no one actually is from here. So (laughs) that's like something I was surprised about. And working at Google, it actually helped a lot just because since it's a big tech company, they have a lot of resources and new grad events and groups that I was able to attend back in September. And then there I was able to meet like other friends and like a group of new grads that I really like hanging out with now. Most of my friends are new grads 
And then a few of them have lived here for maybe a year or so, but no one has been here for a long time. So that's been pretty fun just because we can all explore the city together and like try new things and stuff like that. So I think for anyone who's like wondering if they should move away out of their hometown, I would 100% say yes. Like worst case, you can move back. You know, your home's always waiting for you. But I think like moving away is so different and it taught me a lot of things. Moving countries even, I think that was so hard. I don't know if you experienced this, Victoria, but I realized how many things you have to like get when you move to a country and like you become an adult, like getting a credit card or. Yeah. Oh, man, that was that was a rough time. But yeah, I cried getting my social security number because I was on hold for like four hours. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, just send me back to Canada. (laughs) I was like trying to open a bank account for the longest time. Like it took me I went to the bank so many times and just didn't work. Um, And then I was like, okay, I have no U.S. dollars. I feel like I broke. (laughs) It's just, yeah. But I think it's worth it because it's really nice to just be somewhere new. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear because I feel like a lot of people in their last year, you're kind of faced with that choice of should I be looking for jobs in places like that are more far away from home and make that leap into an unknown where you don't necessarily know anyone in a new city. Would you guys have any advice for anyone who's thinking of doing that? moving to a new city where they don't know anyone. I can speak on this. I think wherever you move, there will always be people who are in the same boat as you who like just move there as well. And I know like it's going to be hard, but I think if you really put yourself out there for the first like two months or even one month and just like say yes to everything and people ask you to do stuff or like just reach out to people and really make you really have to make an effort to make these connections when you first get there. Um, even if you don't want to, I remember being exhausted because of so many like social things that I was going to. And I'm like, no, like I have to go and I have to like push myself to like meet people and make friends. Um, so yeah, I think that's like really important that you just have to make an effort and don't be afraid to reach out to people. Cause I think like most people in the world are friendly. Like some of my friends I've met really randomly, just like standing in line or like on the bus or something. So I think like, that's very cool. I know other people who have used like there's like Bumble BFF. There's a bunch of things out there nowadays, especially with um, like social media and online platforms. So yeah, I think the possibilities are endless. You just have to kind of look for them. I love that. Yeah, I think my advice would be it definitely similar to Emily, but I think two things that really stand out for me. The first one would be to like find hobbies for yourself. So a lot of friends I made in Seattle were people. So I love fitness. Like I love going to the gym, trying different fitness classes, like climbing, hiking, all of these activities. So a lot of the friends I made were people who were also interested in that. So it'd be people I could go to the gym with, people who'd want to go hiking on the weekends. And I think that just helped me like bond with them over something we shared in common and gave me like a consistency that like, oh, I'd see this person twice a week when we go to the gym together. Um, So that's one thing that's super helpful for making friends because, yeah, you're also doing something you're enjoying and also meeting new people. And then the other thing would just be to like, yeah, to go out of your comfort zone, I think, when meeting new people. I think um, when you move somewhere new, you're bound to meet all kinds of different people. And I remember people who are like some of my best friends now. When I first met them, I was like, okay, they're nice, they're friendly, but like, I just can't see myself being friends with them. And lo and behold, like now we're really good friends. So I think just to keep an open mind to everyone you meet, even if they seem really different from you. Yeah, just to be open to like the friendships and all the people you meet. I agree with that because there's definitely people 
like when you move somewhere, there's definitely going to be different types of people than you would see at like Queens or somewhere. And I remember thinking mm. like, whoa, I don't know. Like I feel like in San Francisco, mm. particularly I'm surrounded by smart people. And I'm like, I didn't know people could be this smart. Like I feel like at Queens, I'm like, oh yeah, like, these people are smart. But now that I'm here, I'm like, this is like the smartest of the smartest. So I think it's pretty interesting. And I I really like that. Like the more people you meet, kind of like in the stories that they'll tell it's really interesting that there's like so many people out there in the world that you can like learn from Mm -hmm. and really be around so no absolutely and I think like now is the time to do it like when you're young and you can take risks like you said home's waiting for you if you needed to (laughs) go back so awesome yeah I guess as I mean Liv and I are in our last years of school so I feel like this is more on the front of our minds but if you guys want to tell the story of how you landed your first job out of school and then any advice you have for new grads who are trying to find that. Yeah. So I would say my first job after graduating was like completely something I didn't expect. Um, so if anyone like knew me in my all four years of Queens, I truly wanted to do something different like every single year. Like I felt like I was a different person every year. And in fourth year, so I'm doing some research now And I was still really interested in that back when I was at Queen. So I was also looking at different master's programs, like the Vector AI Institute in Toronto, all of this kind of stuff. And so that's actually where I was, that was what I was intending on doing after, yeah, after graduating. And then I heard from a few of my friends that like Microsoft was coming for on-campus recruiting and they were like reaching out to people if they wanted to do interviews And I wasn't super interested at the time, but I thought like, okay, well, they're going to be on campus anyways. So I might as well, like, this is an excuse for myself to one, fix my resume two just get some interview practice. And like, I fully don't expect it to go anywhere, but at least like, it's something that I can do and like, put a timeline on it, get some practice out of it. So I submitted my resume for the Microsoft on-campus interview, scheduled the interview, did like a little bit of prep work. And then I just went for the interview. And because it was the first round, it wasn't like super challenging or anything. It was like 30 minutes, one pretty straightforward technical question. And then the rest of the time, it was just chatting with the interviewer. Um, And I really enjoyed that interview. Like, I think I just vibed with that guy really well. um, And the way he was talking about the company and like the problems they were solving, I was actually interested in it. So I knew that like when I did the final round, it was potentially something that I could have like a future with going forward. Uh, So fast forward, I did the final rounds of the interview and got the job and decided to go with it. My mentality was that like I could always go back to grad school after if that was something I was still interested in doing. And because it's like a first job, it's not something I'm tied to for the rest of my life. But yeah, it's just something I wanted to try. And also the idea of like moving to Seattle is something really exciting for me too. That's so cool. Yeah, I think that's kind of interesting because it's easy to fall into a kind of funnel of this is what I want to do. And this is like, I'm not looking at other options. Like I'm only working towards this one thing. So yeah, it's interesting to like try and keep that open mind of you never know where you're going to go and like what will interest you, but also like you're not stuck to one thing. Like you can do both. I think it's so cool that you went to work for Microsoft and now you're also pursuing, Mm -hmm. you know, your passion for research and like doing that side of things too. So it's cool to hear that's a possibility. I didn't know you were actually still working part-time at Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, I am, which is awesome. Wow. It's like 
you're a student, but you're still getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can yeah. talk about how I landed my job as well. As I mentioned before, I was actually an intern with Google for two years. So after my second year, I applied through that posting that quick posted. And then same with Victoria, I guess I wasn't really expecting anything because back then I honestly barely knew how to code. And I was like, okay, like, let's just apply for this. I should get a summer job. And then, and things ended up going great. I think I also vibed with the interviewer. Uh, and then, so I interviewed, or I interned with them that year and then the year after. And then finally I was able to convert to full-time. I think since I interned, obviously like the conversion is different to full-time than if you were to just interview like from the outside. So like that process, I was really grateful for. But I did in my fourth year interview for other companies like Amazon and Microsoft. So I did the whole leak code thing and I really tried and I practiced. But honestly, at the end, I was like, okay, I still want to work for Google. So I ended up going with Google and I'm really glad that I did. But I think like some advice I would give for new grads is really just like there's honestly no rush to get a job. Like I, in fourth year, I was like, oh no, like if I miss this recruiting season and I don't get a job before I graduate, like it's over. I'm like going to go home and not do anything. But in reality, I feel like it's, there's, there's so much time to do anything. And even like Victoria, she switched career paths or like she went back to school. And I think like, that's really important to recognize is that like, it's not like you're picking something for the rest of your life. So don't mm -hmm. stress about that. And it's okay if you don't have a job and it's okay to take the time you need to figure out what you want to do. Like right now, I have a couple friends that don't have jobs and it's been, I don't know, almost a year since we graduated, but they're thriving. Like I, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. And um, it's honestly nice to kind of take time to think about what you want because once you start working, like you don't have that much flexibility or like I don't have time to just like take time off and go traveling or anything so mm -hmm. I really wish I like did more during school or with the time off that I had but yeah I guess my advice would definitely be to um, not stress about not having a job and just take things slow because you have endless time you said exactly like what I needed to hear <laughs> I feel like I, I'm personally so caught up in that like in your last mm -hmm. semester people are starting to kind of like sign contracts and you know like land their first like full-time job and it's so hard to not get caught up in that and feel like you need to just mm -hmm. take whatever you can get and like lock yourself in but on the other hand like it totally makes sense that like there is no rush like you yeah. have a whole life ahead of you I feel like especially during this time like the tech companies aren't doing too well and there's not a lot of jobs open so it's like even harder for you guys which I feel really bad about but <laughs> I feel like yeah, if you waited it out, maybe it'll be better. But this is like so hard. So props to you guys for even like being in this. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, don't stress. Like you'll you'll be fine. It'll work out. I would yeah. also say, yeah, like I feel like there's such a pressure, especially in a comp sci program, to work in like big tech after. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's completely fake. Like now being in the industry and seeing like a lot of my coworkers who were in big tech companies who have quit for like smaller startups or like other tech jobs in not big tech, I would say like there's definitely like a prestige or a hype around saying you work for like Microsoft or Amazon or something like that. But I think there are plenty of interesting and like cool jobs that aren't at big tech companies and 
that are like less restrictive with their like recruiting schedules and all of that. So I would say don't box yourself in the mindset that like I have to work for big tech when I graduate because you definitely don't. That's definitely true. And I've noticed with big tech, things are a lot slower because like companies have to go through so much like testing and stuff before code can actually be pushed out. Um, And a lot of my friends who work for startups, they they really like it because they learn a lot and it's like very fast paced. And like as a young developer, I think like that's a great position to be in just somewhere where you can learn. Um, But but big tech is good too. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot kind of surrounding just like saying you have a job and like saying the company name that people know that's like a bit of a stigma almost but I'm actually staying to do a master's so and kind of similar I think I'm gonna do like AI maybe image processing as well mm-hmm. um but it was definitely something that I was like a lot of people told me yeah at Queens um yeah so we'll see but I kind of got that same like people would often say like go do it now because you're not going to go back to school and that I think is what makes getting your job and like starting your adult I feel like it's permanent and that you can't like change your decision and I think that's a bit of a barrier Mm -hmm. yeah I guess we also were wondering kind of is there anything in the workplace similar to quick or something any sort of initiatives or how have you found the gender balance and anything kind of related to that yeah I can speak on this just because I've had like had some observations as well so Mm -hmm. typically what I've noticed is that in the junior developer ranking so like people like myself or like people who are not really like seniors or managers you see a good amount of girls um, which is super encouraging Um, but it's more when you look at like middle to upper management and like the senior leadership levels at a lot of companies, you'll find that there's like very few women in those positions. Mm -hmm. Um, It is, it is discouraging a bit, but I think you can also like reflect back and see like, Oh, we are going to be the generation that has that puts like women in those leadership positions. Like when I look at my coworkers who are the same age as me, like there's a really good balance. So I think that's encouraging. Um, I will say all the girls I've met through work have been super supportive. They've been just like awesome. Yeah. A lot of companies run like they're like, like for me, it's like a woman in Azure group um, that gets like a lot of funding from senior leadership and um, is just a great group of women who are like really encouraging to each other and like understand the struggles and just want to spend time um, and like lift each other up and help each other out. That's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Like the women in STEM culture is so solid. <laughs> and like, yeah. Is yeah. There, so, yeah, we definitely feel that at Queens, like in Wisquick. So it's nice to hear that that kind of continues on into the workplace as well. Yeah, you're not alone once you leave Quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of Quicks out there, which I'm glad. Yeah. Um, like they have a employee resource group for women at YouTube as well, where I am. And I think like what Victoria said is really well said that like we will be the next generation. And there are a lot of at least like most of my new grad friends are all girls, which is amazing. But yeah, even though I think like senior management are still m- predominantly like male, it's it's up and coming. So I think that clubs like Quick really help girls in STEM. And yeah, I just hope like the younger generations in high school and elementary school get exposed to more technology earlier as well, because I think that would help a lot. I know like for all of us, we got exposed pretty late, but I think it, I guess where we are now is what matters. 
That's a nice way to look at it because I think it's easy to like focus on the negative side of obviously there does need like a change needs to happen, but it's like positive to look at it in that way that like eventually that will happen and it's happening now. I mean, even at Queens, I feel like the younger years of computer science have so many more girls in them and it's only getting better and better. So yeah, that's yeah. good. And I think like as time goes on, or I don't know, I guess this really depends on your team, but I know like my team specifically, um, there's three of us girls and then out of 12. So I guess the ratio isn't amazing. Um, but all the men are pretty supportive and they don't like, I don't feel like I'm being treated unequally. Um, so I think like just as time goes on and like women in STEM like becomes more prominent um, in like the tech industry, I think it's like really helping change the perspective of everyone who's in it as well. So. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that the, even the men are um, supportive or kind of just like welcoming because um, there's definitely maybe couldn't say that in the past so mm-hmm. <laughs> okay I think those are all the questions we have for you we were thinking it could be fun just to close it off with one last kind of like fun question just in if you, you could say in like one sentence where you think you'll be in five years um what would you say so in five years I'm gonna be 30 so that's a little frightening <laughs> Ah. <laughs> I feel like 30 is like like old old like when I think 30 I think of like someone's 30's long. not old <laughs> but I guess um scary thought <laughs> yeah it, it is a scary thought. but yeah I think all I can say is hopefully in five years I'll be done my PhD um but I hope I'm still doing like something I love and like still working hard I think that's all I can like really say at the moment because I'm just not sure otherwise but I think that's a super hard question. Like, I don't even know where I'm going to be a year from now, but I also agree. Like, I just hope I know I'll be able to been able to make like a lot of memories, which I really want to work towards and just like travel places and meet people. Because I feel like when being young in her 20s, like that's such an experience you won't get back. So I don't really want to waste it. And I want to make the most of it in terms of where I'm going to be. I think I'll move somewhere else just because I like to move around and I don't know, I think it could be cool. So we'll see, probably working in tech somewhere random. But yeah. Nice. All right. We'll check in in five years. Okay. <laughs> if you're not in Australia or somewhere fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five years is a long time. You got it. Is long. Awesome. It was so nice talking with you guys and hopefully, yeah, we can, speak again because this is fun yeah (laughs) thank you guys so much I know you answered a lot of questions that I have and it was really nice to like hear all your advice so yeah yeah Yeah, got me excited yeah yeah enjoy the rest of your fourth year that's so exciting